now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Pastor Marty and Tommy D. Hey, thanks for listening to our weekly post-sermon podcast. How did we say we were going to promote that? We're going to, you know, we're going to have to get it on social media. We need to get our listenership up. Okay. We're faith. We're, we're thankful for our faithfuls because many of you tell us you're listening. We're thankful for it. Um, but if you would share it, mm. let other people know. And because, uh, you know, the more we're talking to the. The better. The better. Right. You, you That's kind of the way we see listening. it. Right. That's right. Exactly. So anyway, thank you for listening today. And, and uh, we're just going to dive in to this um, post-sermon podcast. We talked about Samson this week uh, on Sunday. And let me just say up front, I wasn't quite right Sunday, okay? I, I told it in the first service that I was on, uh, I got in some poison ivy last mm-hmm. week working in the yard trimming the hedges i guess i brushed up against it with my clothes and then my arms just rubbed all of it on that oil and i didn't realize it was on there and so i broke out in this huge rash on my forearms you saw it oh and your arms swelled up you look like samson you look you're like all, popeye didn't I? yeah you're all puffed up <laughs> and so by sunday i was on a prednisone i was on antibiotics and i was taking antihistamines uh just anything i could to keep from just clawing myself while i'm preaching That's- it, it was great. But By the second but service, you, yeah, you it, were in a flow. The it'll second give you service. a brain that, fog, you know? That first service, that was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, so if you watch and you watch the first, you'll you'll know why I kind of was the way I was. Um, but yeah, we looked at, at Samson, and the whole thing with Samson, he's got an intriguing life, okay? I mean, he's just like a man's man, you oh. know? He's got the uh, strong guy and, and, and all the stories we can talk through, some of those things that, that he was able to accomplish. But, you know, he was just a renegade, would you say? A hundred percent. Yeah. When you were telling kind of the stories about, you know, just the amount of people he'd take on by himself, setting the fields on fire with the foxes and then them retaliating and sending more men, no problem, Mm -hmm. takes them on, rips lions apart. I'm like, this guy is a one man SEAL Team 6. Yeah, yeah. He was. Absolutely. But... You know, he had a mission in life that was laid out from the very, well, before he was ever born, mm-hmm. you know, the, the angel of the Lord came and, and, and told his mom and dad what he was to do. And, uh, man, he just was reckless with his life. He was reckless with everything that he had been blessed with, with that strength and, and everything. But in the end, the whole point of the message was God still used him greatly, no matter how badly he messed up his life, no matter how many sins he committed and, and how wayward he went, God was never done with him. And so that was hopefully, hopefully the message that, that came through with all the heavy medication. I think that, that that's kind of been the, the recurring theme of the entire series, because so many of us say, well, God could never use somebody like me. Right. And every week you've pointed out, and that's one of the things I love about scripture mm-hmm. is you don't just get, you know, the rainbows and lollipop version of people. Like you see the good, the bad, the ugly. Scripture is not the Instagram highlight reel. Correct. You get the behind the scenes. You get the behind the scenes. You get the raw person. And we see what Samson was like. We see the struggles that that he dealt with and um none of it's hidden from us in the book of judges 
Well, you, <clears throat> I, I love the breakdown. You said, you know, typically our, our shortcomings come in power, passion, or possessions. For yeah. Samson, it was clearly passion. He mm-hmm. had a thing for the ladies. Um, but what was, you said power, passion, possessions, and you broke those down into three other ways to think about that. I did. Yeah. Like, oh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, yes. and pride of life. Okay. Yeah. Lust of lust the, of the flesh, flesh, lust life, of the eyes, our eyes, and, and then, then pride of life. Pride of life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, so I started out kind of with this, um, asking a question because here's the thing: in Judges chapter thirteen, um, the Manoah, which was Samson's dad, asked this question. Now, when your words come true, that this child is born, what is to be the child's manner of life and what is his mission? Man, I've read over this story, you know, over the years, hundreds of times, many times. Mm -hmm. And that time that I read that, I was like, wow, that was from the beginning. There was a manner of life that was going to contribute to his mission in life. Mm -hmm. And how many times have you and I seen, and even in our own lives, mine in particular, my mission in life was hindered by Your man. my manner of life. That's right. And how many people do you see that happen with? Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah, myself. <laughs> I, I don't have to look past myself to to think about how many times that's happened. But, you know, for him, he had the, was it the Nazarite vow? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were certain boundaries that he was supposed to operate within. And, yep. and we have boundaries as well. And it just, you know, so while you were ta- teaching on Samson, I was thinking about boundaries in my own life and, mm-hmm. and how if we are going to look different than the rest of the world, we ought to have boundaries. And God gives us clear boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't like staying in them. Some of them are very clear. Right. I mean, like, you know, this, this <clears throat> Nazarite vow, don't cut your hair. Right. No wine or strong drink. And no, don't touch a carcass. Yep. Those are clear boundaries, right? But he still um, struggled with them. But he struggled. Yeah. And we we struggle with clear boundaries, but we also struggle, I think, with, I think this is where life discernment comes in. What is my mission in life? And what manner of life do I need to live in order to keep from hindering my mission? And man, I could probably just have done the whole message right around that whole question, those back-to-back questions there. I kind of think back to a, a podcast I watched one time shared with my people in business and any organization. The best organizations operate out of the why. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've probably seen that podcast, TED Talk, Simon oh, Sinek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But know your why. Yeah. He wrote a book, Know Your Why. And as Christ followers, we know our ultimate mission. Mm-hmm. Point people to Christ. Bring glory to him. I mean, that is the why. Mm-hmm. And um, if we operate out of that, then it helps us stay within those boundaries. Right. And so how does or, or does how you live contribute to the why you live? And you asked that you asked uh, kind of that question right out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. does your manner of life contribute to the mission of your life? Yeah. Because it's a I think it's something that we all ought to wrestle with. And uh, if we say we're on mission. You know, we talked about this yeah. in staff meeting today that, you know, the, the you look at the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. that's all Jesus is laying out. That's right. Manner of life, manner mm-hmm. in life that's going to contribute to your mission in life. That's right. And that is to be, to reach the outsiders, those outside the faith. Am I, yeah, one of the things, just great, you know, does my manner of life, when people 
who don't know me, um, if they're looking at me or people that know me, if they're looking at me, is my life pointing them to, uh, attracting them to the gospel, to Jesus, or am I blending in with the rest of the world and they see no, no difference? I think that's the case with so many Christians, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and without imposing our own convictions on other people, because I think that there are some convictions that are individualized right. um, because, but, but, but you look at, you look at Christians and you see their manner of life and you're going, what's your real mission? Yeah. What, what is your mission? And, and, and that, you know, if it's, if it's all about, building the kingdom of God and living as a representative of Christ as an ambassador in the world, manner of life is not really contributing to the mission in life. It's not really helping. How many times have you heard somebody say, um, and they, they say this typically in a laughing, joking way, but if you honestly think about it, it kind of cringes me out, man, I worked with such and such for 10 years. And, and then one day we were having a conversation and we realized that we go to the same church and we're like, you go to church? You're a Christian? I never knew that. <laughs> and then they they giggle and laugh. But man, like if, I, if I'm with somebody for an extended period of time and without me even coming out and forthright saying, hey, I go to charity and I love Jesus, for them not to be able to, you know, deduce that themselves. Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about. Right, yeah. right. I uh, did an exercise a few weeks ago with this group that I, I'm on a call with every week. And one of the things we came up with was our life mission statement based upon um, our gifting and, and what, what we felt like our calling is, you know. And uh, and I think that it was a good exercise for me to just kind of hone in, um, you know, as a pastor, my primary gifting in that, in, in, my, in my role here at Charity is teaching. Mm-hmm. It's it's the when you look at my spiritual gifts, teaching is my highest one. And so we built a mission statement around that particular gifting and calling. And so, you know, I just wrote it down. I'll just share it. My mission is to inspire people to grow in their faith by praying, preparing, and presenting the teaching of Christ in a practical and relevant way. Mm. So when it comes down to my life mission, that's what and, and there's lots of other things sure. that you could go down, but but primarily when it comes to my ministry calling, that's it. And I think that everybody needs to ask themselves, what is my real mission in life? What is it? And then, you know, if I'm going to preach and teach the the Bible in a relevant way, practical and relevant way, I've got to prepare, pray, that's right, and you know, spend some time in preparation. In really that. good. And so, but that was a cool exercise. We ought to do it that was as, so a, good. as a staff. Yeah. Right. Because we have a mission statement as a church. Yeah. Any organization I've ever worked for has a mission statement. Um, that's really cool. But we need to have a life yeah, mission as statement. And Samson knew what his, knew what his was going to be. From the right? beginning. From the beginning, the Lord was going to use him to deliver the Israelites out of the hand of the Philistines. Uh, and, not sure if his mom and dad thought that was the way it was going to happen. I doubt they did. You know, he was going to stand there in Dagon's temple and destroy the whole thing, right. himself included. Um, but they knew from the beginning. And they even tried their best, I think, at times to to direct him. When he went wanted to go take a wife from the Philistines, he's like, his dad said, 
Can't Good you find job. one around among our people? Yep. Don't so go down there. They and, saw they saw the red flags, and his parents clearly spoke into him. Yeah. But he was rebellious. Oh, was he ever? Can you um, answer the question? You just said, you know, he did fulfill his life's uh, mission at the end, right? So yeah. even when we thought he was too far gone, he had been captured. His strength had been taken because they cut his hair. They gouged out his eyes. And he asked God, remember me one more time, mm-hmm. this one last time. And God did, and again, filled him with the power of the Holy Spirit, that dunamis power, yeah. and uh, dynamite power, and he did bring down the temple. So I asked you the question, like, how could, and I'm only bringing this up now, maybe somebody else was wondering this, how could God's purpose be fulfilled in him? by him bringing down the temple and killing thousands and thousands and thousands of Philistines. Well, I think anytime you read the Old Testament and you see um, the, the, the Israelites coming into the promised land and they're destroying all of these people, I mean, they're just, it's brutal, Yeah. right? They go, they go into these towns, these cities, and they kill men, women, children. Mm-hmm. And they're to plunder the place, destroy it, utterly destroy it. Um, And so we as Christians, we look in the New Testament, we see how Jesus talked about love and grace and all of those kind of things. And we go, how do you reconcile those two things? And uh, I heard somebody say one time years ago, he goes, listen, we don't ever need to apologize for God. You read the Old Testament for what the Old Testament is. This was God making a promise to his people. That was ultimately going to bring the savior of the world into the world. Okay. Through, through this plan of the Israelites and and all of that. And in order to get there, he had to establish that he was the one true God. And he did that through, you know, the, the Israelites through some brutal means. And this was one of those, the Philistines, a pagan, terrible culture, group of people, that God wanted to show that he was victorious over all other gods and all other kingdoms. And so this was just another example of that, that, that Samson in his last bit of strength, he says, remember me one more time and strengthen me one more time. And he did. And he did it. And, you know, there was this Coliseum was full of people. Imagine being at Bank of America Stadium and all the whole thing supported by columns. And on top, another 3,000 another 3, are people looking down and he presses and pushes these columns or pulls them whichever way you read the text and kind of get a picture of it either way the whole thing just is down wow and 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 he destroys them all um but i don't think we can get away from the fact that samson like many of us he had a huge purpose on his life there was a purpose and his purpose was to begin to save israel from the philistines that was it what's our purpose in life to, to point people to Jesus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's, it's, it's to save people from or, eternal damnation. Yeah, to point them to the one who can save them. Right. Yeah. It, that, that is our mission in life. That's our purpose as Christians. And we were talking about that this morning in a staff meeting that, you know, when Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount, he was telling his disciples there on the side of that hill, this is the way that you live toward outsiders. Mm. You're salt of the earth. You're light of the world. You, you go know, the extra mile. You go the extra mile. When somebody 
hits you on the cheek, you turn the other cheek. Whenever somebody asks you for your for your coat on your back, you give them your cloak. You give yeah. them everything, you know. And there's just a way that we live with this eternal purpose in mind that's that we live toward those outside the faith. And Samson had a huge purpose, but so do we. We do. I, you know, when you were, you even asked the question, why is it hard to go the extra mile? And, you know, if we're honest, it's because of selfishness, because it interferes with what we want uh, and when we want it. Like, eh, I'm enjoying my Monday afternoon, yeah. you know, watching a game. I don't want to hit pause and go do something out of my way. But, but really that, what you just said, the if we have the eternal perspective, man, it really does kind of lessen any inconvenience that we have in the here and now. Yeah. And we know people that are like that who are so good at that. And it is refreshing to watch the way they live their life. Oh, listen, I know a group of, I think it was about six men this past Saturday from our church who gave up almost their entire Saturday to go out to one of our church members' house and completely clean up some limbs and some stumps and some trees that had fallen that he had been working on and he had burned himself so he wasn't able to finish it. And these men inconvenienced themselves Mm -hmm. from 8.30 in the morning until I think about 3 or 3.30 in the afternoon and cleaned that yard up. I'm going to tell you, that that's a group of men who understand kingdom principles mm-hmm. and they're living it out day by day. But we don't like to be inconvenienced, right? That's right. No, we don't. We don't. If it if it requires us to to go out of our way, um, you know, the the story of the good good Samaritan. You had the Levite and the priest that crossed over the other side. They didn't want to be inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. And then the Samaritan comes along and he is the least likely one, but goes across and takes care of the man who was beat up. One of the things I like that you did is you, you know, you were telling the story of Samson, uh, the account of his life, but then you went back and you, and you gave some amazing promises found in the New Testament. Paul said, you know, you will receive power or Jesus said that, Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess, uh, Luke wrote that for, for us in Acts, but Jesus said, you will receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. And you said that the word there in the Greek is dunamis, where we get dynamite. Yeah. That's that dynamite power. But I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah. And and I love that you differentiated, like for Samson, for the people in the Old Testament, it would be um, a brief um, temporary, temporary coming on mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. But for you and me and everybody listening who live now, New Testament Christians, it's an indwelling. Right. And so like he received that temporary power. We have access to to that power all the time. Right. Man, so it's almost like a slap in the face of God when we when we doubt he could use us when when we have him inside of us. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if if God has given you purpose. He's empowering you to fulfill that purpose. Mm -hmm. And he empowers us through the Holy Spirit. You are nothing on your own, right, Tom? That's a fact. I am nothing on my own. Sunday morning, I was not equipped to preach. Yeah. My brain wasn't right. My mood was off. Everything. I told some guys upstairs before service, I said, listen, guys, I'm not right today. I need the Holy Spirit to to work through me. And we prayed right there in the the cubicle of the office. And... um, and I've gotten so many great comments right. from Sunday. 
I know that wasn't you, that it wasn't me. Right. I know it wasn't. I know it was the power of the Holy Spirit working through me because I was reliant upon him. Absolutely. And uh, if we think we're anything without him, we're deceiving ourselves. Amen. You are nothing without the Holy Spirit. So Samson, huge purpose, incredible power. We have the same power indwelling us to go out and live out our purpose. And so um, what Samson accomplished in his death, what he never accomplished in his lifetime because God wasn't done with him. And, you know, that was my whole thing. I just wanted people to know God's not done with you. That's right. You've got a purpose. you got the power. And go live it out. Go Amen. live it out. So, and, yeah. and, you know, even as messed up as our past is sometimes, God works all of that for his purpose. Absolutely. So yeah, just, I mean, to him be the glory. Amen. Yeah. And so anyway, this week we're going to finish it up. I'm tagging on one more message for mother's day. Um, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to tell who it is, who I'm preaching on this week. It's going to be, it's going to be a surprise. Most surprising comeback. When I discovered this years ago in scripture, it was one of those moments where I, wow, Mm. what a beautiful picture of something coming full circle. And so it's going to be Sunday. Wrapping it up on Mother's Day. Yeah, wrapping it up on Mother's Day. So looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. God bless. 